everyone. It's April, and Tony and I are here again this week to talk to Veronica, you know, get some questions answered, and to do a little update on the old pets. Um, that little tortoise that I talked about last week has such a personality. Um, I put the little saucers of warm water into the terrarium that I have them in, and he will wake up out of a dead sleep, trot over to it, and I mean trot over to it, and go back to sleep in the warm water. He is hilarious. The other ones I had to teach him to do it. Say, look, get in this. It's going to feel better. And I had to do it over and over and over. And he just went, oh, the warm water's here. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> so that's what he's been doing. So he's an absolute wonderful little guy. He looks me right in the eye. The other two, they look at me, but they're not looking me in the eye. This guy looks me right in the eye. So Lucky is settling in well, very well. And let's see, I still have Miss Marple, who I was told that I wouldn't have very long because she was sick. Looks like she's going to be here for a while. She's cancer-free. They they made a mistake at the um, shelter. She does not have it. Um, And... She's got a collapsing trachea, but that's due to her age. And I've got some medication in her now, so she's not coughing her little head off anymore. And Nellie, my, uh, one of my little uh, other chihuahuas, taught her how to burrow in a blanket. Because Nellie's the queen of burrowing. And now, suddenly Nellie's doing it. And Nellie, remember, did nothing. When she got here, she kind of you know, hovered in the corner of the crate, didn't know what treats were, was uncomfortable with being touched and loved, and just basically very quiet and kind of spacey. Now she's Miss Lovebug. She'll come over with the other two dogs when they're out of their crates and stuff, and she'll want she'll want to get on my lap. She wants me to hold her. Um, and the whole burrowing thing with the blanket was just <laughs> so cute. It's so cute. It's like she's getting all these new things in her old age that she didn't know existed. So I am thrilled with my animals. Might not be too thrilled with the world in general, but boy, my animals, they just give me such comfort and most importantly, such joy. And their little days and their little dramas just make me smile and laugh every day. So again, I highly recommend if you don't have a dog or a cat, Adopt one because they're most appreciative. They're willing to learn. And it's good to see their little faces so content. It warms my heart, and I'm sure it would warm yours. So, Tony, are you uh, and Maine doing okay? We're doing good. Um, I tried out this last year. They have my vet has retired, and the woman who worked for him... I mean, she's great. Well, she went with this vet, veterinarian place that they come to your house. It's called Vet at Your Door. So I tried them at the beginning of the year, and it was chaos. I wasn't sure if I liked it or not. I mean, they brought a scale. They, they, I mean, they were great. They were nice. But all the chaos going on. So I'm going to try them again. They're going to come next month because everybody needs an update of shots. Little QQ needs her 
just a wellness check, and I'm going to see how that goes. I'm not sure. Oh, if, I would love to have a vet come to the house. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah it just it was so chaotic when they came the last time. And I'm going to try it one more time. Uh, I think it's a wonderful idea. I, I, I agree with you. I think it's great. Um, so we'll see how this time goes. But everyone is doing well. Um, mm-hmm. Alex, uh, his food isn't agreeing with him. So I had to go and get some different kind of food because he passes gas. And after he eats, and it's like for an hour. So we know it's not settling well. We know it's not settling well on his stomach. So that's our story over here, but we're all doing fine. Oh, good. Oh, good. Well, we finally have cooler weather. It's... It rained a couple of days ago, which we welcomed yeah. because we've been on water, water rationing out here in Los Angeles. You can only use water yeah. on site on certain days and stuff. And when this big storm came in, I mean, we were all out there doing the rain dance. So, yeah, come on. My poor plants are dying out here. And so it was so nice. And it's, Los Angeles has kind of a little haze over it most of the time, you know, with the pollution and stuff. Yeah. And on days that it rains really hard, the next day, the air is so crisp and clean. I mean, it, it's a whole dip of an atmosphere, and the little bit of moisture that's in the air, the humidity, feels wonderful. So I love oh. it when it rains in L.A. because it cleans the air. It gives the poor plants an opportunity to at least get a drink of water here and there. And I like to hear rain hitting the roof. I like oh. you know, when it's raining. It's a kind of a nice, cozy day. And, of course, everybody napped through the whole thing in this room. Everybody's a great napper in my office. <laughs> naps, are, yeah. naps are big. Naps are important. And so when it's raining, they can hear the rain, too. And I think everybody just gets lulled into sleep. It's so good to see that, especially when they're rescues and you know they've had a hard time of it. Like Marple, when I look down at her and I see her all snugged in the blanket, I go, oh, thank God. Thank God she's here. Thank God, you know, I've was able to find her and able to get her over here and she's having a lovely time. So anyway, let's go get Veronica. I think I'll go get her oh. and Tony shuffle off to Buffalo. Well thank you, darling. Well hello everyone and welcome to the show today. And uh great questions and um you know please write in to innerwhispersradio.com. And that's I-N-N-E-R, whispersradio.com. So don't be shy. Send us a question, or if you have in the past, and you have another question, send it in. We'll get it on the air as soon as we can. Are you there, Veronica? Mm, good day to you. Yes, we are. Good day to you, honey. Our first question is coming from Don. If a person finds themselves with an unwanted medical condition, what is the most efficient way to heal the condition? Well, it's just like when you have weeds. you got to pull it out by the root. And the root, and when you have an illness, is some sort of energetic moment that allowed that to happen. So 
what you have to do is like we realize everyone wants remedies. Let's do, let's do this. Let's do that. And the most important thing is when you get an unwanted medical condition is to go to the root of why it came. We would say you know, talk to a therapist or just talk with yourself and find out where it started from. Because usually medical conditions, not all the time, but a lot of times it comes from emotional upset or emotional and mental thought patterns that don't resonate with the individual. We think it's really important to know that when you get something, you got to think about what the root is. Because everybody always wants to do the topical stuff. You know, let me rub something on it, put a Band-Aid on it, and it'll be fine. Start thinking, even now, even if you don't have an unwanted medical condition, start really identifying the root of your emotional and mental, because that's usually the flame that starts a medical condition. Now, we have to say in fairness that a lot of times some of you come in with the propensity to have something be weaker than other parts of you. And if that's the case, then you've got to go to the root of past life stuff as well because it's obvious that you're carrying baggage with you. Med- medical help is very individual. What works for one doesn't work for another. So that is why we say go to the root and pull and look at it as a weed and pull it out by the roots so that it doesn't have a chance to flourish. We think that is the best way. All right. Our next question is coming from Suzanne. Our beautiful dog, Toshi, died suddenly. He had a lung tumor. Both my husband and I are devastated. We believe that he not only belongs to our spiritual family, but is a soulmate. What do you see and teach when relationships are this amazing with animals? Well, we've said it many, many times. Your pets oftentimes are guides that manifest themselves into a physical form so they can help you. There's so much love between animals and humans. More than enough love. And when you are participating in that, it's magical. And your pet knows you probably better than most humans do. They know the nuances, not of what you say so much, but how your energy is. They get attracted to it. Your Toshi was attracted to your husband and yourself's energy. He has known you many times before. And he came into this one, stayed as long as he could, but then the body sort of came out of the reality. We would say that this, you're right, this is a very deep relationship. He's probably going to turn around and come right back at you in a reincarnational form. Because usually when there's that much love and that much energy exchange, it's a long-term relationship. This isn't some, some dog that you just met in this particular lifetime. This is a repetitive participation. And that's why it was so comfortable. That's why you practically could know what the dog was thinking. And he knew what you were thinking all the time. So amazing times with animals always available. 
And when you pick up one that is really resonating with you and has past life stuff with you, highly likely your Toshi is going to return. Now, a lot of times they need a little bit of time to rest and relax a little. Sometimes they get illnesses that just, you know, beat them up. And we can see his energy and we do think he is searching somehow, some way to get back to you. So pay attention because sometimes they can only do so much and it might be just a nuance. So if an animal shows up in your life, make sure that you investigate because it could be him. They tend to do that often. Okay. Um, Murder writes in, Today it is hard to know what is true about anything. Everyone pushes their own agenda. How do we manage all of this and know what to believe? It is a time on your planet where there's lots of dramatics, lots of talking and not saying anything. This is a time where all of you need to go internal to your own counsel. Work on your abilities, your clairsentience, your clairaudience, your clairvoyance, and get really in touch with your own energy and keep your own counsel. You have to remember that most humans are just trying to maneuver through their life the best way they think they can. And unfortunately, sometimes it's an extremely negative experience for them. They'll say things, they'll fabricate, they'll twist, um, to serve their own path. The only way to combat this, because you can't make them stop, you know, saying things that are misinformation, but you need to get real clear with what your own truth is. And live your life by how you feel, your clairsentient moment, how you feel in your solar plex. That would be the way to discern what is truthful and what is not truthful. And the truth has to resonate with your energy. If it doesn't resonate, then it's not the correct truth for you. Now, truth can be different for different people. But in this case, you're living in a culture right now that's a bit difficult. The best thing you can do is work with your own energy and get real familiar with it and real comfortable with it and know that you know. That's what you all have to embrace. When you feel something intuitively, know that you know that. Don't sit there and go, well, is that true? Is that not true? I don't know. I don't know. And it's easy to get that I don't know feeling with all of the talk. Calm down. Be still. And we've been saying this for weeks. And seek your own energetic, soulful counsel. And intuitively feel into it. If it feels like the truth, then it probably is. If it doesn't, then it should be investigated and looked at before you allow it to come into your inner sanctum of your heart. You're never going to be able to stop people from, let's say, talking too much or not speaking the truth. You can't control that, but you can control yourself and you can intuitively feel into things to get your own answers. And that's the best way to do it. The culture will settle down. The culture will get better. But it's just a lot of talk right now, and we agree. Some of it's ridiculous. So keep your own counsel. Step back. 
feel into it. And if it feels right, then participate. If it doesn't feel right, then don't. It's the best way to maneuver through a difficult time period. All right. Our next question is coming from Trevor. Is there intelligent life on other planets? On other planets? Of course there is. We think that it would be very arrogant of a human being to think that they are the only living creatures in this vast universe platform that you're all participating in. Yes, there is intelligence. Probably more intelligent than some humans on other planets. There's also lesser intelligence. But the fact is, there are individuals, living biological beings from different planets that are existing and living just like you are, probably having a vastly different experience of their reality is very different than Earth. And it's not fair to assume that those from other planetary systems are here, you know, come by to, to do harm to humans. No. We think any of those extraterrestrials that are around the planet at the moment um, are here to help you. Most are very, the more intelligent they are, they're very, very clear about how they want to be of service. So, yes, there is intelligent life on other planets in abundance. And perhaps a few of those cultures could be helpful to the humans. But maybe they've gone through sort of this ascending uh, time frame just as much as you have. So, never suspect that those from other planetary places are less. Most of the time, they are way more than you could imagine. Okay, Veronica, that was our last question. If you'd like to take a break and come back and give the message to the world, that would be wonderful. All right. Okay. Well, thank you, everyone. Some very interesting questions. And um, knowing your loving pet will come back somehow, some way, is a comfort for sure. So I encourage you to write in to innerwhispersradio.com. Don't be shy. Get your questions in, and we'll try to get them on the air as soon as we can. Are you there, Veronica? Yes, we are. Okay. So today we'd like to talk about your inner critic, the little voice in your head that somewhat judges your participation, somewhat tries to define your participation. And we think it's really important to deal with that inner critic because most of you are plagued by that inner critic that, you know, can put a damper on your day. You have to decide that you are human. Sometimes you're not going to meet expectations, particularly your own. You're here to participate and evolve. If you are finding yourself constantly in a moment where you feel like you have to berate or, you know, tell yourself that you're not doing a really good job, that inner critic voice gets a little too loud. And when that voice gets too loud, it impedes your ability to be conclusively more positive in your choices and more successful. So you have to silence that inner voice that says, oh, you didn't do that right. Oh, you never did things right. Oh, I have to silence it. 
You make every day the concerted effort to live your life as best you can. And you know when you've slipped off the mark. You know when you've made some mistakes. You don't need to continue to berate yourself because of those mistakes. You're here to make mistakes. And the part that needs to happen is that you acknowledge and you do something about it. But don't sit there and constantly berate yourself and tell yourself that, oh, I'm just no good. Decide that you are a beautiful energy. Decide that you're here to do the best you can possibly do. And if you make a mistake, forgive yourself and say, I will do better next time because I'm here to learn. I didn't come here to be perfect. I came here to learn. And so if I make a mistake, I'm not going to hold myself hostage. I'm going to forgive myself and say, okay, I'm going to do better next time. And then actually be better next time. So sit with yourself. Decide how you really feel about your participation. If you feel like, okay, I'm doing the best I can, and I do believe I am doing the best I can, then relax a little bit. But if you have that inner critic voice constantly telling you, oh, that's horrible, then you need to sit down with that inner critic and silence them. Because you are living this life the best you possibly can. You are human. You're going to make mistakes. But that's why you're here. So decide today that you're going to be a little kinder to yourself. Start by doing one nice thing for yourself every day. And give yourself the accolade when you do do something good. And give yourself a hug when it's not so good. Decide today to put the inner critic in its place quietly and move forward with confidence that you'll be able to accomplish exactly what you came here to do. And if you make a mistake, so be it. You rectify and you move on. It's the way it should be. Well, thank you, Veronica. It's always a great message. And to everyone, you know, it's very important to just be yourself and feel what you feel and believe in it. So I want to thank you for listening to the show. We'll be back with you next week with more questions. Until then, bye-bye.